That sounded good, blood flower. It's a little out of tune, but I can, well, I'm going to play something different. Okay. Because I can't get that. Oh. Oh, that's tricky. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, yeah, well, let's do a mic check. 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 Check, check, check.
Hello and welcome to the Common Thread Collective here, MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco. Here I am, I'm Global Val with Diamond Dave here. And here be Diamond Dave. And uh, here we be. It's our first uh, first of the year edition, edition of the Common Thread Collective where we cast that wide net and find that common thread. And that, that wide, the wide net is wide enough to include any of you out there to come on in, to join us, to bring what you have to bring. You know the line, the song, the line of the song, everybody brings what they have to bring and nobody goes without. So bring what you have to bring, whether it be some music, singer-songwriter, acoustic units. We have uh, for the possibility of four mics. We can mic you. Acoustic and semi-acoustic units. You might have a little amp. And, of course, a conversation about where we go from here and what it's all about. Hey, Val? That's right, Dave. There's so much to talk about, so much to uh, hash out. So many people out there we know have amazing things to contribute and share with everybody. So we are here on the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio. We're at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets in the Mission District, and we invite you to come down any given Friday from 3 to 6 to be a part of the Common Thread and get your word out. And now, as you've heard me say before, the role of an MC, our role here, is to make sure that nobody goes away mad, nobody goes away sad, everybody goes away glad, able to do what they came to do. Because we definitely believe that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, and we're doing more together, 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 together than any of us can do on our own. And in these very difficult times, in the age of Trump, we better be building community here. We have some things happening. I know on the 20th, I believe, that it's going to be the anniversary, and we'll be repeat even more so learning, uh, learning from our errors of the Women's March. That's right. And the Women's March is going to be huge. People are dying. I don't want to use the word dying. People are living to come together put forth their point to, uh, to come together with their brothers and sisters. And there will be the Women's March on the 20th. And on the 22nd is going to be another march, I think I have a right, called Save the Mission, which will go right down Mission Street. And by the mission is, uh, is that uh, their, their, their slogan, if you will, their slogan is don't turn and let Mission Street be turned into another Valencia Street. Uh, we, we remember when Valencia was, in fact, part of the mission. Now it's a place for fancy restaurants and blah, blah, blah. Uh, we uh, just don't want that to happen on the mission. And there's a lot of people who agree. So they'll be hitting the streets on the 22nd. And so what I'd like to see as Val is to be a voice of all that. To invite where you're invited now. We've issued a general invitation. And it's up to us to reach out and say, come on down. The, uh, there's a purpose here. And that purpose here is to, uh, to let the let the world know what it is that we're about. And we do have the studio space here, so as we like to do and be involved in, we're we're working on getting a lot of the candidates for mayor who are going to be joining us at some point in the next coming months, uh, leading up to the June election, the uh, based on the untimely death of Mayor Ed Lee in December. Uh, currently, we have uh, an acting mayor, uh, London Breed, who's also the president of the Board of Supervisors. She's the District 5 supervisor. And um, 
And so right now she's actually in a dual role as acting mayor. Uh, and also in the next few days, we might actually see an interim mayor or a caretaker mayor appointed until the June elections. Um, but there are several people who are who have already uh, pulled papers, so to speak, uh, to, to run. And so um, there's a lot of those good folks that we will um, have on the show because uh, we care about San Francisco and the, the present and the future of the city and what uh, what it means to to be able to live here um, in these very trying times. And uh, London Breed, the interim mayor, well, she's a mayor until an interim, interim mayor. They're talking about having another interim mayor. Right, she's she acting would, mayor She's right acting now. mayor. Who's going to be interim? She'd like to be interim, I think, because she is throwing her hat in the ring to be running for mayor. And uh, so that's, uh, and, uh, that's certainly a good spot to leap from, to be on the interim mayor. Now I'm running to be the mayor, to, uh, to sit in that seat, to replace. She's already sitting in that seat. She'd like to stay in it, I guess, Val, and running for mayor. And uh, I believe that's going to be happening. I believe and that's going to be happening. I, you know, as of, I think it was as of yesterday or so, the last, she hadn't uh, exactly declared it. Because she can still, they, the, the board can still vote to extend her. Um, but now they're worried that they don't actually have the votes to do that. Um, wow. Because then you have... Um, like Supervisor Jane Kim, who decided to run for mayor herself. And so there's just like, a, it's, it's, you know, it's San Francisco politics. So um, it's, it's always interesting. It's, it's never a dull moment. Um, you know, there's a lot of different uh, angles to take on this. Uh, so we'll see just in the next few days um, whether or not they're going yeah. to uh, continue, let uh, London Breed continue to be the acting mayor until the June election. And I roll will be to uh, to be a voice of all that from our perspective, which from my point of view is as a, as a very progressive to the left and the left uh, from, the, from that perspective to invite these folks to come in. You're invited to come. You're invited people out if you're listening to come and join us and to reach out for them and to schedule them and have them here on a weekly basis to, uh, to let people know from which they come and why they feel they're the ones to be mayor. So hey Jim, hey hey Kim, hey uh, Angela Aliotto, from the older generation. Her father was of course a mayor, a famous mayor. I remember him well, being old. Um, uh, was a, was was a mayor. Joe Aliotto was Joe her Aliotto. father, and then she, and Angela Aliotto served on the board for two terms in the nineties. She did. So this is going to be quite interesting, Val. It is. It always is, isn't it, Dave? It is, and I did one. It always is. I don't know anybody else who's doing it now. KPOO used to broadcast. In fact, I was part of that broadcast. The board of supervisors live every Monday, but then the board changed to Tuesday and began to stream it themselves. And KPOO was not able to do it. They not able to do it any longer. So you have to get them streaming live. But we're the, but we did. I used to do a show on the Capu. I called the the twelfth member with the hour before I was doing the kind of thing which we're talking about doing right here, which is talking to people who wanted to speak before the board who had an issue. Well, come on in, sit right down. What is it about? The kind of people people who had an issue they want to bring before the board, members of the board themselves, and and I call it. Uh, I call it, this is quite some time ago. This is quite some time ago. This is in the 80s, we're going back to the 80s and 90s when I would broadcast the board 
broadcast the board and have that hour in between before to do pretty much what I could, what I'd like to do as far as to having conversations. So we're going to revive that vow and bring it right here to Mutiny Radio and put it out again. What do you think? I'm in. Okay, she's in. And if you're listening out there, you're in too. So let's take it away. I believe we have blood flower. Well, well, let's have Ubi, right? Yeah, we're going to play Ubi. Here's Ubi as we do, saying it's all going to be all right. Well, we're going to help make it that way. Ubi as we do be every Friday. was just telling me that Ubi is going to be coming in sometime in the next few weeks and it's going to be playing stand-up bass live here on the Common Thread as we like to have uh, musicians. We're so 
are so graced with. And here is Bloodflower on Piano.
Thank that was you. Beautiful. That was beautiful. It was very dreamy. Makes me want to like go curl up with a book in a bay window or something and fall asleep. <laughs> We're curling up with yeah, a book. What, what uh what what was that? That's um Babe I'm gonna leave you, John Baez. I'm not sure who wrote the original. But wow. I uh, I picked it up from our old uh old folk uh, song from John Baez. Okay. But you put but yeah, you had a different kind of arrangement for it, didn't you? <sighs> Guilty. <laughs> Charged. Oh, <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> well let's say it was inspired by Joan Baez's song Baby I'm going to leave you, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Can we, we find that on uh, out there in the cloud? Maybe um, we can find the OG version. Maybe. And people can come to their own conclusions and see what you've done with it. Right. But that's uh, one of the many things we can do. We do such a variety of things to make this show uh, happening. We're only beginning to explore the possibilities that we have right here. Hey, Bloodflower. Um... The reason, one of the reasons I moved to this city and one of the reasons I admire this city, you know, uh, is when Reverend King was shot, a lot of places went a little violent and scary. But San Francisco, everybody went down to City Hall and Joan Baez stood on the City Hall steps and everybody sang all night. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got, nothing got set on fire. I was like, that's the city I want to live in. Wow. Well, I was here. You know. I remember it well. <clears throat> Because the uh, National Guard that. had been uh, been sent out, and people were told, "Don't leave your house. The streets are empty." That's that's why nothing really happened. Although something's dead, there was a something did happen. I mean, people were enraged. Uh, uh, it's uh, really across the country. Every city uh, were burned in one way or another on those days. But you're right, Joan Baez. On the steps of City Hall, I was there, and Ubi, Ubi was uh, in my arms, or, or his mother's arms, during that time. I remembered so well of uh, I staying on the steps of our house in the Fillmore District, which was, of course, under siege, under siege by the National Guard. They were there. They were driving up and down the streets in their trucks with their machine guns the day after. Uh, the day, the few days after, the days after Martin Luther King was killed, and then uh, Joan Baez uh, sang on the steps. Uh, uh, the human mind is amazing that we go back and forth in time. Hey, Jack, how are you? Fine. How are you, Dave? What are you been about? Well, I'm dashing off Mad Verse. Tell so are these. Uh, Dashing off mad verse. I like that. Dashing <laughs> off mad verse. So you keep this. So this has made a real difference in your life to know that each and every each and every Friday you're going to come out and so you'd better dash off. That I think that you think I'm going to dash off some mad verse. It's a word you use so I can read them here and be heard around the planet on the internet. Is that right? Absolutely. This is what I live for. It's kept me young ever since I started working here and I'm, I'm continuing to youth and. Okay. Uh, old, old, getting old, got old, so. Well, I, I got old too. You're not old. You're old, but I'm, I'm of course in my 80th year now. And this just happens to be our first show of 2018. You're on it. And we're, we're going to see how this emerges. And of course, when we look back, of the, of the many years that uh, we've been on the show, and uh, we've been doing this together, 
and the many years before that that I've done it with a variety of uh, a variety of co-hosts. Co-hosts. It's staggering to me, and how the, the variety of this, how this show has emerged as a voice of what's happening out here. It's it's, it's just very interesting to both participate in and and observe. Well, for sure, I I, I really love the venue. And I love the fact that uh, you're in charge because uh, you remember, like me, the old days. And, I do. Uh, what we got coming down the pike here is a whole bunch more fascism, just like back in the 60s, and a whole bunch more Reagan and, uh, you know, those Nixons and those not deserving to be president or even dog catcher people running the show. And uh, it's, it's nice to have your input. My input becomes our inputs. You have the input of myself and Val, my co-host, and then the input of anybody who comes to the door. Uh, here we are. In the door, here we are. And that uh, we we uh, we have. A, I feel we have a real responsibility to uh, to be here on Friday between three and at least starting at three o'clock. We can have the. Uh, it doesn't have to go until six. But starting at three o'clock, to say the door is open, come on through. Let's see how it emerges, and we see how this has happened. And it just staggers me when I think about the, all the various shows, all the dozens or hundreds of shows that that we've been doing, that we've done. Eh, Val? So many. I I I did a little math a few months ago and realized that uh, we probably have about nine hundred hours of Common Thread collected. Wow. Live on the air. And of oh course, you can God. find them. They're frozen for life. Yeah, most of them. At least the life of the, 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 life of them, the station. Yeah. Most of to them. go to uh, mutinyradio.fm, where you, may be, you should be already on it if you're listening to this. And you'll see at the corner podcasts. And you go around, around starting on Friday, the Saturday, I think, and go around finally to Friday. And you'll see at the Common Thread Collective, and they're frozen in time, waiting to be awoken. Now, this is like magic, like the, the magic for the prince that give it to, with his touch, it was open it up. Shows that go back for years, I don't know, we have all those hundreds, but we have many that are waiting and frozen and waiting to be downloaded so you can hear them. That'd be amazing. That'd be a tech, uh, that'd be uh, the social media. Something that wasn't uh, available before, but which which is available now? So let's put it to use. Hey, people, come on down. Let's come on down and let's do it live. And knowing that as soon as this show is over, then it goes up as a podcast. Is that right? That's right. That's right. So hey, let's see what you bring to the mix, there, brother. Okay, um, well, I got a bunch of little tiny short poems. Uh, okay, well, that's... Uh, well, they're great as if they could have a uh, mutiny radio marathon, like they got the marathons for all day on the uh, outer limits and stuff, and if they could have like a, a month of mutiny marathons on the radio. You'd be playing a bunch of those old podcasts. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, that'd be interesting. Put on KPFA, well, if, if KPA plays, it's going to last longer. Yeah, well, we have our connection to Val who does a women's magazine at KPFA, and I see that Pacifica is in big trouble. Did you see that, yeah. uh, Val? 
Yeah, this has been an ongoing problem is, really with hit, the shit's really hitting the fan. Right, specifically in the um, the New York uh, office of Pacifica Radio. WBAI. Because they've been in the Empire State Building oh for goodness. a long time, and then the uh, rents were going up. It's it's a big. I mean, you know, they tune into KPFA for for more uh, up up you know up to the minute kind of uh, coverage about what's going on there, but. Um, yeah, they're, they're kind of in a position to stand to lose a lot of money. Uh, and, of course, as a public uh, radio station, which is funded um, by the public, um, that is a, a hard, uh, huge hurdle to overcome. So, uh, We're talking I, about millions of dollars. Uh, oh, yeah, a lot of money. A lot of money. And uh, there was a, I tried to find it last night, the Pacifica. Pacifica is the, uh, is the, is the umbrella, if you will. KPFA, the station in Houston, Texas, WBAI, uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, KB, KPFC in Los Angeles. There's uh, another one in Fresno um, going out through, throughout the state of California. And, uh, yeah, it's and a large network of uh, the only publicly just straight-up listener-supported um, free, you know, open, open uh, radio like that. And that gives us a bell. That gives us even more. That we're just we just keep we're just going on. We don't have the expenses they have to pay. Uh, they don't have now. We there's not only was uh, the bill uh, that the, the bill millions of dollars a lien was taken by the corporation on Pacifica, so they could pull the plug anytime. Anytime uh, the property is owned by a few places that they could grab. And that's happening, but, but in terms of money is also owed to the retirement system. Their, uh, their communication workers union is the one that uh, is the union for their paid employees. So there's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a can of worms, for sure. But hey, Val, we're going to keep on doing what we do. Yeah, and we've got, and we've got Jack Millinder here with yeah, his Jack, poetry. Go ahead. I just, uh, it's been on my mind because I'm watching and looking for it and saying, wow, what can we do? My goodness, what a can of worms. But I can say, J- Jack, go ahead. Okay, uh, here's a, a little short poem. This one, first one's called Dress Code. Black cat hopping on the bus just off work on a Saturday morn. He ain't no lowrider, but his baggy pants are. Who's gonna say, pull him up? Emblem of his falling out with fate. Looky, what a fate, what a work life. Day job on we of the insipid June. Who wouldn't go a bit bizarre in his quest for the lucky star, or stretch the bounds of decency, or take a risky stance in the sporting of his pants? Must ignorance of our commonality seduce us to judgmentality? This next one is called Military Fable. Hey Jack, I'm going to change your mic actually and have you do that one. It's that one's for. Uh, I'm hearing you, but it's not as as crisp and clear as as, as your voice deserves. Here, I, I can move. Oh, you're you're good. Okay, the next Slow one. Down. Down. All right, the Slow next down. one's called Military Fable. Okay, go ahead. The long-legged cranes recount in their brains the tactical histories of ancient campaigns and fail to find and fail to find a clue to the mystery of warm spring rains. This next one's called Growing Pain. When funk pervades my lady's globed suit, its charcoal tweed of creased miniskirt so sweetly clings my lust, I nearly blurt and pierce the afternoons on we with hoot. But office union boys must be sedate, harassing no executive decorum. We mustn't take on airs too cockalorum. 
when charms supervisorial elate. This one's called Embodied. Life's a real wondrous gift, a cornucopia of joys to sift and choose. It always gives a lift to those who have it just to sift and choose among its joys. And disembodied spirits daft who fly around and never laughed, nor felt the heat of sunbeam shaft, and have no need for truth or trust, must envy every human craft and chance to be but girls and boys. The spirits cannot stand to think their state goes on forever. As we'd stop short of the brink of feeling this delight could ever be lost to us, we lucky ones. We lucky ones. This is called taking the air. I'm surprised you, but I'll uh, wait till you finish. When I say I might have some questions, you might have some answers. You might have some answers, and I might have some, and I might have some questions. Go ahead, Jack. Well, I have quite a variety. Yeah. I... So do you carry a notebook around with you? And boom, uh, you suddenly have a, a ray of inspiration like it will hit you. And then and, and, uh, the, the short ones, I imagine them coming out bang like that. And you have, well, in which there'd been no poem, and suddenly there is a poem. Well, it's, I, I don't really carry a notebook around with me, but I, I, I think of things. And then periodically I write down possibilities of themes for poems. And then I let them sort of percolate in my brain subconsciously and stuff. And then eventually I sit down and write a poem. But it's, I, I wish I had the knack for spontaneity, but I, I really don't. This, this well, next, uh, well, go ahead. The next one's called Taking the Air. I went down to the creek side. The frogs sound funny this spring. Is there a human in their throat? The butterflies are coughing. The water spiders have forgotten how to land and roll along the lament, dappled, greasy scum. Red raspberries swarm up and down both banks, blighted now with some blue-gray mold. This is country shot. But, you, but you, live, you live in the city, don't you? Yeah, I've lived in the city pretty much all my life. But yet yeah. the, the countryside, the wilderness kind of, cause, kind of calls, is that right? Yeah. Like when you said about being at the, at the creek side yourself and hearing all the, the butterflies and the frogs croaking and all, this, this, it, all, of that, all of that is in your imagination, is that right? Yeah, and I, I have a friend who breeds moths and he says that the moths are not as plentiful as they used to be due to some ecological disruption. But, uh, so he breeds moths, is that what you say? Yeah, mostly Saturnias. That's a specific species of moth. And, and uh, yeah, he, he knows all about them. And he hangs out with these entomologists up at UC Berkeley. And, wow, and he's got a, I don't know what you call it, a, I don't think you call it a, sh- a cage. Maybe it's a shelter in which he's acquired somehow the, the eggs. Moths, these moths come out of eggs, don't they? Yeah, and uh, back in the days of Al Jasbo Collins in the okay. Purple Grotto, he sent him a moth, and it, it hatched, uh, it came out of its cocoon on air, and Al Jasbo was really amazed at the thing. <laughs> if anybody remembers that, that was way before Ray Taliaferro, long, long ago. I, yeah. Radio. I, yeah. Oh, I see. He was, okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead, man. This one's called Teaching. If you're, may luck forfend such plights in city lost, look to the lights, for green is go and red is stop it. Please, my son, don't trust a cop. This is called fate accompli. The powers who've gotten us to trade for rights, so-called security, have on the former made a raid and already stolen the latter, see? This is called preface to a volume of poems. They will not let me teach. That is beyond my reach, black sheepskin diplomat. 
for pig attack that didn't win bars ace test from preferment. Won't instant that old tale again, but in the day twas the done thing. Romantic youth will have his fling. So working student masters flat out of the running after that. And yet such luck may wonders bring. How this could be's whereof I sing. This is called Inevitable. Hey, hold on. Wait a moment in between to give people a chance to, to contemplate it, to think about it, to, see, to put it together in their minds. They need a moment or two. Jack. That's what I, I that's what I say. You get a moment or two, and then you do the next one. Because, uh, well, uh, I don't know the space when you're writing these, the space in between, but I think there's a space in which people need to contemplate, because uh, the next one can be a totally different subject. I know you have, you have a sheaf, if you will, of short poems, but they're quite different subjects, aren't they? Yes. Well, these are these are either political poems or love poems. I kind of alter them. Something in between. Yeah. I like to be somewhere in between, between where love and politics, uh, where love, I like to be between the two. On one hand, I look and I see the love, I feel the love, and the other way, I look and feel the politics. Because there's no, any politics without love is going to take us to nowhere, just back to the same old thing. Any love without politics, it's going to be nice, it'll keep us warm, but it's not going to build the kind of movement we need. So there you are. You're in a good place, Jack. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Give us another. Okay, this is called uh, Inevitable. Hate just has to reach its end. Fear just has to find a friend. Pride must finally unbend. Love's the dog that has today, and love whose day's around the bend. Hence despair must heed joys say and hope futility allay. That's kind of like, well, it's all back and forth. There was a whole lot of love in the 60s, and then there was all these these hateful kind of people. There were a bunch of people coming back from Vietnam, all wrecked, and then there were a bunch of hippies who tried to sympathize, and there were hippies that became politicized and tried to get protests going to stop that war. Freaks. Yeah, they call they call us freaks, and 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 the, the establishment propaganda said all oh, those hippies are just spitting at the veterans. You know, I never knew any hippie to do anything oh, but right. love the veterans and sympathize with them, their plight. And a lot of them got thrown into jail for protesting to stop the horrible war. Yeah, remember when they tore, the, they tore their medals off and threw it over the fence, the steps of the Pentagon. Yeah. We have all these memories, and now it's coming. But now we're coming back. We don't know how exactly how it's going to come back, but we know that something's coming back, and we'd be ready for it. And I, I'm glad to be here on Mutiny Radio to call for the mutiny. Absolutely, Take it away, brother. This is absolutely. Mutiny Radio. Let's make it real. Ab- absolutely. And there was no, you know, there was no kind of debriefing. There was no way that the guys coming back. Well, there was no way that debriefed somebody from Agent Orange. That's for sure at all. But. There, there may, might have been psychiatric help or some kind of help that could have been given to, to put the guys' minds back in a humane and sympathetic place. But that, no, no money for that. You know, throw some psychotropics or some, some pain pills at them, and you know, send them on their way. And that, and so it was all like about your brothers from the war, from the hippie protests. We're all, all that you have. My, my kid brother went and came back from Vietnam, and he was all kind of strange. But I, after years of effort, I got him to say, admit that I was his brother again, you know. And he's, he's sort of come back to kind of where I knew him when we were growing up, you know, being friends and brothers and loving each other and stuff. 
It took a while. How many a guy? How many of those wars? Now, now they got these guys doing four or five tours of duty in this in these crazy Persian Gulf wars. And what 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 you know? Because no, because they know if they got up a draft, there'd be way protests and they'd precipitate a civil war but quick if they did that so now they're getting getting the volunteers to do four five six tours of duty in those well, well hold yeah, on because what are they going to come back to what kind of jobs and have to go to get a job they're not getting any help doing that so here's a pay here's a paper here's a pen and here's a paper why don't you sign up for another tour and we'll take care of you you'll be fed you'll be housed and you'll be in afghanistan or iraq or some special forces somewhere. You're right about that. Take it away, brother. Yeah. Um, this next one's called Black Sheep Kids. What becomes of the black sheep kids who don't dream daddy's dream? Where do war protesters go when the veterans parade? What do high school lovers do while other kids watch basketball? What befalls the intransigent who can't buy party lines? What's team spirit, civic pride to those who see how leaders lied? What becomes of the black sheep kids who don't dream daddy's dream? Obviously. Well, this is quite a sheaf of short poems, brother. I, I got a I'm couple amazed. more. Well, I'm amazed. Well, I... I'm amazed. I got reams of this stuff. Each and every week. This is what I've had reams. in Reams. All, <laughs> all of these were written in the last week since I no, saw you last? No, no. These are, these are collected from eons of... Oh, eons. Dyson. Okay, take yeah. it away, brother, because I can see okay. how that, that history and hipstery... The next that two are these poems out of which these poems emerged. Yeah, the next two are recent. So this one's called Heart. Small high school boy who's come to grief from football bully, lunch bread thief. Take heart. In science class you'll shine. Earn scholarships too down the line. And his ascendancy won't last. You're bound for college, he the street. From tougher thugs he can't run past, he will his due come up and meet. As you win wealth with your degrees, he'll toil as your security, while they, your cops, herd dumb wage slaves until they reach their graves. But there are some who cages can't dissuade from dreams, ideals, or art, who, decoyed by recruiters' rant through chaos war, will yet keep heart. That'd be the common thread that runs through it all. The folks who don't fit into their usual... Uh, who are dancing to a different drummer. Yeah. And those are the folks who are stepping up there. Yeah, you'd be dancing to a different drummer? Well, hell yeah. Well, give us another. For sure, it? Dave. Well, I got one more. Well, maybe, maybe a couple more. Okay, this, go this ahead. It's called Arrival. You just, keep, you just keep flowing, bro. Shook, so glad that you come in with your sheaf of poetry each and every week. Well, it's, I, this is what I do because I can't make music. <laughs> anyway, this is called Arrival. There shot a wishing moonstone star one night of a lucky day and very to earth from the Milky Way afar, falling right in her lapidary. Wow, oh, falling right in her lapidary. Fuck yeah, brother. And this one's called <laughs> Drugs from Within. When Grey Hill skaters learn to cheat and motorize the old two-wheeler, endorphin high they thought so neat becomes adrenal thrill much realer. If you prefer drugs from within, you too might try adrenaline. It floods you out upon a Honda of feelings few Will you grow fonder? Of course one wants when one reflects hormonal joys that come with sex, which thought makes workout fans most blush who relish an endorphin rush. <laughs> what, that, 
thank you for being here, Jack Melander. Well, I, thank I, you for having me. I'm with Dave. I mean, just the the scope of your of your uh, subjects, um, paint so many so many different pictures, and it's um, it's really lovely. I, I appreciate your your style too. Oh, thanks. I really appreciate the chance to be here. And I mean, I my brother in Rochester and my brother in back in Wisconsin, they can get on the internet and listen to me speak and realize they got a they're all into science and hardware and software and computers and stuff and they realize they got a totally different kind of brother and you know it's finally i got their their approval and their kind of their their praise and stuff and they they all they all voted for all the republicans except until this last bush came in then even my brothers who couldn't vote for them and i i told them vote for hillary and they voted for hillary didn't do any good but I finally got in, got through to them, you know, and they made tons of money and were supervising all kinds of people in the programming and computer systems set up stuff. And I just was this flunky transcriptions for doctors and stuff. But now they were realizing that, you know, old Jack wasn't necessarily a write-off. <laughs> and you made it to San Francisco. Here you are. Lived here since, se- here since 63. Are. Some things money can't buy, Jack. Take it away. You got another one? Well, no, I suppose. Well, we, we should. Let's have, okay, have find one that's something. Yeah, no pressure. Up. No pressure. I mean, that was that was. A, what a sheaf of poetry! I know. I, I wrote down all the titles, uh, except for the very first title. Thank um, you. I, I do have. I don't know whether I ever read this before. This is a little longer. It's called Manifesto. Okay. Let the monopolists and their co-conspirators, the lords of avarice, greed, and graft, let all the bosses, supervisors, and owners, wage slaves, personnel files be searched to find the overeducated and underemployed, the desperate, selecting from among the countless shore-shift drones, zombified on tranks and psychotropics, those dealt out by a change in the political winds, let the especially exploited, the particularly tortured, be given the free ride, let them pursue their own bents, genius, take the money from the capitalists to do it. Let all the downtrodden, trodden factotums, too beleaguered to muster the moxie to garner a training in self-chosen major, let their plans be acknowledged, the executing of ennui, of having incessantly to follow vapid job descriptions most mundane, near to the point of neurosis, compensate them commensurate with their suffering, sextuple their wages, take the money from the capitalists. The vast funds immediately crucial to rescuing Earth from cumulative depredations of technologies proliferating down the stream of water, wind, or time. Let this money all be taken from the 1% whose selfishness knows no bounds. Let all the living presidents be sent to the Hague to be tried for their crimes. Let the more really hot babes go for poet satyrs whose hair started disappearing as soon as their acne did. At the next intersexual convention, let... The current long-standing uneasy ceasefire in the war between the sexes finally be declared a permanent truce. Political poetry, love poetry, work poetry, free love poetry, workout poetry, put them all over the radio. Try it for a year. See what happens. Cosmic poetry, friendship poetry, ghetto poetry, prison poetry, put it all over the radio. Try it for a year. See what happens. Since kids with twice as many parents are twice as likely to find nascent bents and proclivities sympathized with and would greatly benefit from parenting without jealousy or possessiveness, let a couple of marriages open to each other to firm up friendship with spicy rapture. Well, 
That was a great manifesto. I like how it involves uh, put it on the radio for a year and see what happens. Yeah, that's 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 what we have now. Because all the time growing up, I mean, I I, I figured that the, the neatest thing with words was poetry. And and since there's been radio, it's only just recently that you could find places where there was a bunch of poetry on the radio. It's made to be heard. It's like uh, much harder to do well. And I'm not really contending I do it well. My my metaphor and figuration stuff is not up to snuff with some of these poets, but it's much harder to do well than novels. And they, they get all kinds of acclaim and all kinds of people are scooping them up by the millions and, you know, where's the poetry? I think basically in the past, the poetry was not uh, acceptable to the sponsors. The poetry was too true, too honest, and too critical of the people in charge. So they just kind of shoved it aside. But, uh, Barring like, oh, I don't know, Rachel Lindsay, you know, or Emily Dickinson and and um, uh, Walt Whitman and stuff. There haven't been near as many poets as there should have been that got wide audiences. Especially on vocal auditory media. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, yeah here we are. Here. And of course, you're welcome to... Uh, to uh, wherever you happen to be going, do you go to uh, some open mics around, or is this pretty much it? Well, I go. There's a um, open mic at Burden Beckett every Monday and uh, the third, uh, first and third Mondays uh, of every month. So they have an open mic at on Saturday, uh, or um, I mean on the Monday um, at seven o'clock, and then there's uh, one on. Uh, um, I forget the uh, Pueblo or. Uh, it's it's on Twenty Fourth Street. It's um. Oh, at the was that at the Ellicott Bookstore? Uh, yeah, Ellicott. Yeah, it's uh, there's Ellicat. one there too, and there and there's one up the street from there. Adobe. Adobe. Yeah, Adobe. That's, that's, that's right. Well, thank you. Uh, okay, well. I... And actually, it's, well, it's a good time to mention it because I, Jack, I met Jack here at Sacred Grounds, and the, near the Panhandle last April. And pulled his name out of the hat to be one of the readers at Poems Under the Dome Poems at City Hall. And ever Never since, I'm so happy that you come into Mutiny Radio on Fridays to do this. Oh, thanks um, a lot for the opportunity. So Jack, and be You're a representative. Welcome. Feel free to invite people to come down. That's the way we grow. Don't panic. We'll keep it organic. To so come down and do just what you're doing, that becomes what we're doing, becomes it, 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 and so it goes. And so it grows. Well, look, look who just came into the door. Kashi. It's going to be Kashi. And Kashi's got a new guitar. So, hey, Jack, thanks for coming. Yeah, and let me let me say that the next Poems Under the Dome, which will be happening at City Hall in the North Light Court here in San Francisco, it's going to be during, of course, always National Poetry Month, which is April. It will be on Thursday, April 19th. So uh, we'll, we'll update the website, you know, closer till uh, poemdome.net. And uh, you can also, we have a Facebook page, Poems Under the Dome. And uh, there's some videos up there from previous years. Uh, but, of course, it is, as we call, like to call it, the mother of all open mics. The biggest open mic in San Francisco all year long. And you're invited. It's an all-ages free event on the evening of this year, April 19th, 5.30 until 8 p.m. sharp. So, getting excited 
for poetry. Uh, and all of our friends who come and join us and are a part of the common thread. And I see our friend Bloodflower, who not only played us some piano, uh, but also has come in because he's got, it looks like, a new sonnet. Yeah. Um, some, I, I want to mention names, but uh, a person that comes here quite frequently invited me to a sacred grounds, like you were talking to about before, you know. Very odd intersection of people, but it's a very good reading. I like Dan Brady a lot. Yeah. Because he was a good friend of my friend Carlos Ramirez, and I, anyone that's a friend of Carlos is a friend of mine. Um, okay, so I went and did a feature there, and I read like my two you know, main pieces I do, and in between that I read several sonnets I'd been working on. Now this person decided on the ride home to praise my sonnets, and it turned into like a curse because now I can't stop writing them. <laughs> um, usually around 3 to 6 p.m. I wake up, you know. I put on uh, KPFA, KPOO, whatever's, you know, whoever's grooving, you know. And then I sit down, I'll get something in my head, like a repetitive motif or a line or something. And that might be the beginning line or the last line, you know. And I, uh, I tend to rewrite a lot. I know like um, Beatniks, Jack Kerouac had this thing, first thought, best thought, no thought, right? So if I don't have any thoughts, I have to be thoughtful, right? So I have to rewrite everything. So, because sometimes I look at it and I go, man, that's just, it's like missing a leg or something. It's like a chair that's missing a leg. So I rewrite or I'll take a stanza from an old piece and stick it on somewhere else, you know, cut and paste kind of thing. So, um, this sonnet is called um, Vertical Disaster. They don't have a lot of titles, my sonnets. They're usually numbered or lettered, or lettered and numbered. Um, I will commence. Bring me summer warmth in the shell of an immense golden crab, born aloft by a child of the moon astride a mare whose coat is the color of darkest ocean. It seems drinking in solitude dulls the edges, a darkening echo chamber of cold clouds, the cough syrup and its lack of color dwells in a red bottle that glows in the dark. A solstice within, where the sunlight is filmy, low slung in a horizon of silvery haze, once proud and fleshy, now coarse and rail thin. I fear a false spring, if I harbor any fear at all. A plate glass smile starlings hurl themselves at in confusion, a smile like a reflection of a dishonest heart. Thank you. Wow. Bring me the solstice in the shell of a golden crab. Did I get that line right? Almost, almost. It, you know, I, what the muse lays on me, I try to mix it up, you know, and I think I'm somewhat successful. Yeah. You know. I dig um, it. So, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for being here. No problem. Sharing what you got, what you, what you do. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I'm looking forward to the uh, singer-songwriter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Kashi. I went out and told him I didn't like dampness, and he ran away. 
<laughs> he picked up his guitar and says, Hi, Craig. Okay, you don't like dampness? Fine. I wasn't talking about him. I was talking about just the dampness in general. <laughs> right. Right. Well, who knows the motivation of the springs of the knees? Uh, very cool. Well, I'm happy everybody's here. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here, mutinyradio.fm, San Francisco. And we do this every Friday starting at 3 p.m. You're welcome to come down and join us. The door, hearts, minds, and mics are open. And uh, we'd love to have you come down and be a part of the Common Thread. I'm going to play a little music for you from a crew called Emma's Revolution. And uh, we'll be right back with some more live performances. In Montgomery and in Selma and the streets of Birmingham, the people sent a message to the leaders of the land. We have fought and we have suffered, but we know the wrong from right.
sending love to you from the Common Thread Collective. Music again from Emma's Revolution. A very, very cool duo. And uh, on the phone, we have our friend Joan. Joan Rivard, welcome to the show. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. I haven't been able to go over there even today. That's all right. I've been for four weeks, but I'll be calling you going to Los Angeles and um, I have a real bad case of laryngitis, in case no. anybody's wondering why I sound like this. But um, I felt compelled to call anyway after finding out more of the things that the corporations are doing to us. I wanted to read this poem. <clears throat> hope I, la- I hope my voice lasts, you guys. <laughs> um, no, no pressure. <laughs> by the way, I lost my voice because I've been talking nonstop about all this stuff. I spent uh, Christmas with the homeless at Golden Gate Park and uh, wonderful people. And, and uh, you know, we had a really good time, um, you know, talking about saving the planet and everything. And so um, this poem is called Poisonous Laws. The corporate beast conjures up poisonous laws and places them inside the legal codes that rule our lives. With stealth and cunning and a thousand lies, it leads us to believe that we must fear each other, not the things we really need to watch. How vigilant it's made us be against intruders, terrorists, and gangs, none of which most of us have ever seen. At the same time, it makes us look the other way. While bureaucrats sign papers saying cops can take our homes and cars, Our children, too, may be required by the beast, whether by courts or children's services or by draft or recruit. Equal, it shouts, as it applies its tyranny to all of us in the same way. Safety, it croons, as nets of liability entangle everything we do. The beast wants to be in our homes and survey all our days in order to protect the kids, the elderly, and cats and dogs. It wants to put sensing devices on the airport gates that can detect if we smoked anything a month ago. All that we say or do or feel can become designated as a crime by teams of lawyers somewhere down the line. Cash registers ding while innocents are put away or crushed with fines or fees that put their families on the street. Like like hunted animals, we scurry underneath the spy cameras, another thing we would have never voted for. A wrong move in the diamond lane might bring a giant fine. Breaking a law nobody knew was there can ruin your life. The Bill of Rights was there to shield us from shenanigans like this. But black-robed justices, quote-unquote, appear illiterate of its fine words. The advice of the Prince of Peace is also totally ignored by lawmakers who spend all day in church and won't leave tips. The bullies and the takers of this world have run roughshod over the people of the land that was once free. Christ's dream of hope and love and peace has been violently raped, transformed into what's on the faces of those televangelists. And that's that poem. Hello? You guys still there? We are. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) I like that silence afterwards. It's cool. It's like people are thinking about what I said, maybe. But, you know, I wanted to say something. I'm not sure what, but 
You know, I'm heart sick about everything they're doing to us. You know, I don't know how much of this stuff on the Internet is really all true, but some of it's got to be true. And, you know, I'm convinced that they're poisoning us with those chemtrails, and I think that's what made me sick. And, uh, you know, they're, they're changing all the laws so that poor people don't stand a chance. You know, they want to criminalize poor people. And, and we, we, you guys all know all this. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but, you know, there's something the in all this that a lot of people don't realize. That's true. It's that the, the people that have swung these votes so that we have these Republican administrations are Christians. A lot of them, there's tons of them that vote this way because they want to stop the gay movement and they want to save the unborn. But what else are they doing? What is he doing? You know, what does God think about what they're doing? I do believe in God. I know there's something out there. And it's sick and tired of hearing this stuff, you know, while they make war and, and poison us on purpose so, so the pharmaceuticals can make money. Hello? You know, how bad does it have to get for us to try to figure this out? And those churches are preaching things that Jesus did not preach, that are horrible, that are deadly. And they're getting it from Paul the Apostle. They're getting it from the book of Revelation, where this guy had a trance and wrote down all these things. You know, they're getting it from the Old Testament, from things that don't even have any reference to what they're talking about. And, you know, they don't seem to care a lot of the people that are really gung-ho, believing the Bible, every single word of it is fine. Even the part that says, uh, go kill every man, woman, and child, don't let anything live. They think that's okay. You know, these churches, these preachers, it's not the people in the churches, it's really not. They are being used by corporations, you know, that know how to make them dance the dance that they want. And it's, it's, it's beyond evil. You know, their unified votes to save the unborn are killing the planet. They're putting us in prisons. They're, they're throwing away everything that Jesus said. They're, they're Jesus, our Jesus. You know, he did not preach that slaves should obey their masters or that you should obey every ordinance of man or that Eve gave him the fruit and we're all condemned and sinners. He did not teach that. It's not in there. It's not in the book. It's not in where it says he said these things. And, um, you know, I, I can explain that further, but... I won't do that right now. The book of Revelation is not Jesus. It's this guy's dream. And I also found that the last chapter of two or three of the Gospels, I'm not sure if it's all three of the Synoptic Gospels, teach things that Jesus didn't teach in the rest of the Gospels. And by some weird coincidence, they match perfectly with the things Paul added to what Jesus said. Plus, they were written by Jesus' friends. So, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm angry. I really am. You know, it's such a lie. You know, that people are born in sin and they're evil and, you know, everything they do is evil. And, you know, stealing a loaf of bread is the same amount of crime as starting a nuclear war. That's what these some of these preachers believe, you know. And I want to be very careful to address this to the preachers only because the people, they mean well. They're being used. And every negative aspect of people's being is being ignited by these teachings, these horrible doctrines, you know, that say, don't, shouldn't poor eat at home? Don't they have houses to eat in? That's Paul. Uh, what about 
Um, he who does not work should not eat. That's Paul's buddies, who we don't even know who they are, who wrote that letter. Uh, you know, it goes on and on. Um, you know, Jesus didn't preach condemnation and sin and, and shame. And, you know, Paul gets up there and he says, uh, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Jesus didn't say that. You know, he didn't say you had to die to experience a paradise state. And um, I don't know, I'm just kind of sputtering here, but it's, it's, it's unconscionable. We have got to stop these people from voting for these horrible monsters that keep destroying the earth and, and putting people in prisons for nothing. And, you know, I'm finding out more, and I don't know how much of it is true, but it, it's, it's very heartbreaking. Well, your contribution, I'm glad we're able to do this. And you can make this contribution even though you're not in perfect shape. And so I wanted to thank you for doing it. Let's do it step by step. The great thing about this, sister, is that it's, this is not a one-time operation each and every week. So save uh, save what you have. You can come back next week. Either come in in the flesh or call us from Los Angeles, which is I'll also your home. And uh, so glad that you're here. Very... So glad you had a chance to say it. Thank you. And we have, uh, I want to thank you for the sister, Caitlin, who's on her way here now, who's going to talk about what she has in mind and we meanwhile we have kashi uh kashi we're gonna he's gonna begin with he's gonna do a program about three songs uh, with a song from the kurdish you. we've never had that before the kurdish people are standing up the kurdish people are the largest nation without a country is that right kashi well they better stand up and tell these guys not to poison us anymore not to drop poison from the sky to stop locking people up. I mean, well, we can tell them, we can say all that. They're going to do what they do, and we're going to do our, our do, what we do, which is building a movement right here, doing what we can, not what we can't. So, hey, sister, thanks for calling, and it's a to be continued. All right, dear. It's nice to hear your voice. Hell yeah. Yeah, likewise. Likewise and wise like. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you, Joan. And I know people can also read more at your website, peacedrums.org, right? Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes, peacedrums.org. It's got some of this research in it, plus a lot of really neat stuff about the hippies in the park and the drum circle. It is really cool. It's got you know, three chapters about living in Alaska in cabins with a bunch of long-haired people. You know, a lot of people would really enjoy it. And, and I've got almost 2,000 uh, subscribers right now and I didn't do very much to make that happen I'm not even on Facebook so I think uh, people are re it's resonating what I'm saying and you know I, I do I sound awful today but the things I'm feeling if I was lying down bleeding to death on the sidewalk I would write it in, in blood with my finger it's like we need to know these things you know what is behind the scenes that's causing these terrible things to happen these people to believe these stupid things you know, just send us to destruction. So, um, you know, I'm glad I have a chance to speak here. Well, hey, keep doing what you do, sister. You always have a niche here because you're part of that common thread collective, that the, the, con the common collective, collective which is emerging, which is people coming together and using these three hours, three hours, uh, we're using these three hours to put forth a powerful message of peace, love, and understanding. Thank you, sister. Wait, Val, why don't you put some music on, Val? We're about to hear him on it.
is the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm. We're broadcasting live every Friday from 3 until just about 6 o'clock. Uh, but uh, we do have a couple more folks who are around and on their way. Uh, happy 420 to everybody. Um, you know, it's a good time to mention and talk about how the fact that weed is now legal in California. What? Yep, it's legal in California now. Recreationally, if you're over 21, you can buy it, you can consume it. And uh, that's 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 pretty cool. Um, who knew that that uh, that was going to be right around the corner? Uh, may not seem like it's going to change a lot for you or me or a few other people you might know, but uh, it is going to change a lot for a lot of people. We're trying to get people um, who have been ro- convicted of uh, pot crimes uh, released from jail, reunited with their families, um, and uh, making a lot of these businesses. Um, be able to expand and a lot of other folks to come out of the dark in terms of their production and and things like that. So, um, you know, of course, though, you know, wah, wah, wah. uh, We also have the Department of Justice uh, headed by Attorney General of the United States, Jeff Sessions, who now has come out just like as of like yesterday and is saying, we're going to crack down on pot. Uh, legal, we, we're going we're gonna to reverse this um, Justice Department policy on uh, letting states that have legal marijuana kind of do their thing. No, actually, we're going to go after them again. Uh, we, it's still a federal crime. Uh, it's still federally illegal. Um, so the, the Justice Department is now determined to waste more uh, time public money and efforts on trying to combat legal marijuana and cannabis industries across the United States. Uh, If that pisses you off, um, I suggest that you uh, sit right down and write Jeff Sessions a letter. And uh, and then, um, you know, make sure you you punctuate it well and um, check your spelling. And then, um, you know send it off and then you can sit down and smoke a doob and feel pretty good about yourself. So whatever you got to do. Um, but of course, uh, the, the struggle continues, um, but for, for freedom. And of course, uh, Jeff Sessions is the worst of a bad bunch. A longtime racist, a man who was, who was, who was, uh, ta- who was taken up uh, from a federal judgeship because, uh, because of what he did, which is what uh, insisting on us bringing in the start of the Ten Commandments and bring it in and it showed his, his racism and his, uh, his, uh, his biblical literalism. Uh, from from the very beginning, sessions, the worst of a bad bunch, the worst of a bad bunch. And by the way, Val, do you notice that those very places where marijuana has been legal legalized for recreational use? Right. A place where a lot of money and that was it was coming to come in the tax uh, for taxes, for taxes for education. That uh, I believe the marijuana legalization of the California is one of those which is legal. That yep. all of those states just happen to be what blue states. In other words, they happen to be states that voted Democratic. Happen to be the ones in your sessions has come down on marijuana, knowing very full well 
that the, that the taxes that will come into those states for education and other good things are out of the hand out of the hands that will help free those blue states up to do what they want to do. So it's no accident. Jeff Sessions, the worst of a bad bunch, and they all got to go. But let's try to get rid of Sessions first. That's that's a good call. Um, a lot of a lot of his. Uh a lot of what he said in the past uh, have has come up uh, in the 80s, in the late 80s. He said that he didn't think that the KKK was so bad until he found out that some of them smoked pot. Oh, my goodness. Ridiculous. What? Yeah. What? Well, anyway, Val. Well, we're, you, we're, in, the, we're, we're in the chaos presidency, right? Hubie Kashi. <laughs> let's get a little, let's get a little mellow down. Yeah. With a new guitar. And he's going to give us a little minute concert here. So take it away, Kashi. Yeah? Yeah. Come on, brother. Thank you, Diamond Dave. Thank you, Val, for hosting this awesome show here. Uh, It's being heard on all over the planet. And uh, here I got a little, uh, to start with a little Persian song. It's for the Persian occupiers that are right now doing the shit and revolution in Iran, as you guys well know. And me and Diamond Dave, we had to talk about it earlier on. So here's a here's a song in the Daska or the key of Isfahan. piece was called Isfahan and uh, next piece I'm going to do is uh, it's a Kurdish tune and it has some w- vocals with it and uh, it's uh, you could say it's a Sufi tune and the word starts with uh, which means oh friends I'm so drunk I'm so drunk and uh, and hung over of the uh, wine of uh, eternity so here it goes
Thank you. Thank you, Dom and Dave. Wow. Thank you, James. Kashi. We got James Ellis in, in the house today, too. <laughs> so, yeah, that song, uh, it's kind of, it says, Y'all Varon Masem, which means, Oh, friends, I'm drunk. Hey, Masem Mahmur, which means so drunk and, uh, you know, uh, heavy headed. Baudeya Alasem, which means of the wine, of, uh, of the in- eternal wine. And as uh, I got to sing it to remember it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, no, it's an older one. It's a traditional Kurdish from Kurdistan, uh, from Kerman Shah. It's an old. It's an anonymous one. Not nobody really knows who. Yes, it's probably in the line with Hafiz and Rumi. Yes, sir. Oh, folk yes, song. Yes, sir. It is in line with that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And uh, so here one goes. In uh, this is an Afghan uh, song, uh, but uh, I wrote it in English. So because, it, but it's pretty much in the same vibe and. Um, it's about an Afghan junkie with a stoic monkey uh, trying to grow his opium and uh, how the CIA is just raiding his farm. So here he goes. junkie with a spider monkey walking about smoking a crowd you know his walking about smoking a crowd the bus is guzzling the driver's hustling I'm on the cloud, chasing the line, you know. On the cloud, chasing the line. Every twist and turn of the desert ride, I think loaded I'm. Right, I think Lord made it high. Drones are pouring, the planes are roaming. Looks like CIA got an eye on my crop. Looks like the eye got in on my project. The stoic junkie with a spider monkey rubbing snakeskin oil on his stash. He's rubbing snakeskin oil on his stash. Twist and turn of this desert ride. I thank the Lord that I made a bow. Twist and turn of this desert ride. I 
Yes, sir. Hey, before I nominate, I do a number, another. Uh, James, hey, James, just came in. Yes. And it was, it was, uh, just as I mentioned, Hafiz. Oh, totally. He I'm pulls all, out, all of his, uh, out of his satchel yeah. a, a book called A Year with Hafiz. Yes, sir. It was with the Sufis. I'd like to read a couple of them. I'm going to And then play have you do part. a couple more songs. How's that, brother? Yep. Okay. And it's a year with, so it's by the day. Today is January 5th. Let's see what he had there. You're with Hafiz. Let's see what he had here. Let's read a couple of them. For the fifth. Welcome, sister. Welcome. And Joan was just on uh, just on calling in, too. We just had Joan. Joan, oh, no way. She uh, did some poem and talked about her take on Jesus and what's happened with Christianity, how Christianity has turned around and made bad, uh, made uh, turned to do a bad thing, what is a good thing, the words of Jesus. You know her take on this. But here, uh, here from the from the Islamic, from the from the uh, that song you you uh, you that Kurdish song you sang. That's uh, right. Uh, as I mentioned, sounded like it could be, but it's certainly from was from the Sufi tradition. That's right. The Sufi being a branch of Islam, which is about peace, love, and understanding. In many ways, it's the opposite of the Jadidist. Uh, sort of Islam that seems to get a lot of the newspaper headlines these days. Right. Is that right? That's right. The Sufis just keep doing what they're doing as they had for right. thousands of years, which is all about peace, love, and understanding. That's right. Hafiz uh, wrote in, in Farsi uh, from, the, from, I believe, the uh, 14th century. He was about 100 years after, after Rumi. Right. And wrote in Farsi. Let me let me give you a taste of what he does by reading a couple, and then you do a couple more. And we have here today here uh, right next to us here be Caitlin, and I'll be talking to her. We'll be talking to her. So perfect timing. Time, an enemy, not easy to stay. Time is an enemy, not easy to slay. It can tear the wing, the wing apart. Severe it with such an unclean cut, one can bleed for days. An hour is a clever, clever hallucination. A year, more, more so. A lifetime, the grand hoax. The way sound and light travel, the way all comes from a source that has never moved. At the heights, of the action, of longing, or in the perfect resistance of all the forces of morals, everything can stop. This is where you want to be, where the clock tyranny has lost its influence. The clock tyranny has lost its influence is where you want to be. One always gets a big prize for that. For any intelligent, Overall, functional, 
useful deductions. The door prize is, the door prize is, heaven wraps itself in a box and places itself at your feet. With such a door prize, try to imagine what the power queen get. With such a door prize, try to imagine what the power prom queen gets. Oh my goodness. So that's for January 5th. Is that today? That's today. Okay, let me do one for yesterday. And then you can do a couple more, if you will. Here's what. This is from the fourth. Battling 900. So this is a translation, bringing it all up to date. It's a translation of the year with Hafiz, Daniel Lidinsky, translator, daily contemplations. So contemplate this, people. I once walked around with a sign on my back. The reason for this was that upon analysis, I came to the conclusion that about 90% of what anybody had to say was some kind of sales pitch. About 90% of what anybody had to say was some kind of sales pitch. So whenever anyone would start to talk to me, I would just turn around and let them read my written reply. My sign which said, nothing doing. Nine times out of 10, I was right. Who goes through life as well as that, who goes through life as well as that? Batting 900. Well, that's a pretty good, so, so this is Hyphes from the, from the 15th century, but the translation is bringing it right up to date. Pretty amazing. Well, anyway, are you with Hafiz? Anyway, uh, why don't you give us a couple more songs? Uh, it's so good to hear you and your, your new guitar your new guitar sounds so good I want to hear more more give it to his brother <laughs> and now I got, I got one song for Afghani women and uh, it's oh, as you know Afghanistan was a Buddhist nation before it became a Muslim nation it was the second Buddhist nation after India during the Emperor Ashoka's time so they had the Buddha's Abamyan that was destroyed by the Taliban. It was the province of Hazarajat. And uh, Afghan people are by nature Buddhist. I mean, you know, they're very peaceful, loving people, have nothing to do. Most of the terrorism that's been happening has been induced from outside forces from Pakistan. So here's a song we got here. It's called uh, Gotama's Old, My Hazara Girl. Hopefully it'll go well. Gautama's old, my Hazara girl Gautama's old, my Hazara girl See the valley, 
the far See them Buddhas bar me on How them poplars And the sycamore trees Stand so tender In the sun For Thomas Mahasaka Matamazo Mahasaraga Mahasaraga Unveil the light Unveil the light Of an Afghan night Mahasaraga Unveil the bright Unveil the bright On Katama's night well, you're the queen of Afghanistan You're the light of Mahazara world You're the queen of Afghanistan You're the light of Mahazara world My turban fell to the river last night My turban fell, my hazaraga It'll twirl and swirl into the pale moonlight My turban fell, my hazaraga My hazaraga unveil the play Take off the play of the African night My girl, unveil the sun Unveil the sun on an African night Well, you're the queen of Afghanistan You're the light of my Please. We got Mr. James Ellis maybe reading some poetry properly. That was so so cool, Fakashi. You know, it's been it's been such a long time since I heard you play the guitar. I forgot that when you play the guitar it sounds like there's actually two guitars. It's pretty amazing. Thank you. Thanks for being here. So hey Kashi, tell us a bit about it and give us one more song and I hope you become a regular guest here at uh, here at uh, the Pirate uh, here at the uh, Common Thread Collective. Yeah, I think he and James are collaborating now. Collaboration is the key to life. This is a feast from the 14th century. I would like to remove some rocks from your field so that you can plant more wheat. 
those hills. I see that are a part of you. I have some trees in mind for them. And flowering grasses. So you want a road when the elements pour. Are we not lovers? Cannot I speak to you like this? Do I need to ask your permission to hitch up my ox and sing to him as I improve your vast terrain? The title to your heart came to my office. And looking at it, a great interest in your soul developed. The care of your soul became mine. So I'd like to remove some stones from your meadows. Then an orchard could grow. And the world, and the world then, will come to taste your riches. Thank you both. That was an amazing love poem from Hafiz. In this political rodeo ring, that trumpeting clown is there to distract. It's a boy, so bull may not attack cowboy. The cowboy rides the bull for profit, for money. Perverting nature to serve as his own private industry. Ride lucrative war contracts into perpetuity. And that cowboy general Rides the bully bully soldier to kill stranger to kill and kill more while Wild Bill Media Circus sells tickets to CNN spectator audience selling war door to door The bull Let's see this clearly Hmm the bull It's made of seven and a half billions of cells Expansive, creative potentiality. Muscle and bone. Infinite vitality. He pulls the plow. He revels in the green of the grass of his now. Mm, he frolics with cow. And peacefully, he smells wild flowers under a tree. As Ferdinand. You know, a rodeo is more of a show, a ceremony. Like a democracy, where popular votes count not. And presidents are installed by plutocracy. Okay, folks, I'm not here to advocate for war. I'm not here to point out bull has horns and may turn in gore. I'm not here to 
Mourn, bulls fall to slaughterhouse floor. Listen, that's a blame game. And that slope, my friends, is slippery. It's bloody. It's self-righteous anger masking self-pity. <laughs> Look, we are free. Oh, we're a cowboy's next stake. That's what's at stake. Let's say this. In the consciousness that is love, where there is no audience in that silence, the bull is hmm, the cowboy is seen. And the crown fails to distract. But this intelligence, which is compassion, which is love, which am us. Hmm. With this, we may act. Thank you, Mr. James Ellis. Thank you, Diamond Dave and Val and all y'all for coming here. Thank you so much. That was a, that was a James Ellis original and Kashi Feathers on guitar. It's good to have you both back in the studio here at mutinyradio.fm here at the corner of 21st and Florida. We are the Common Thread Collective every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. We hope you come and join us in person sometime and uh, and you can feel the, the vibrations of these guitar strings and heart strings. And uh, it is good to be here. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, good to be happening. Good things are coming together. Good the whole is greater than some of its parts. Now I, I wanted. Now we have Corey, Corey and Amalia who just came in. They're going to be up, but before they do, this be Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. This be Val. Hey, Val. Hey, hey Dave. We're, hey, Welcome world. to the Common Thread Collective. Thank exactly. you so much. And uh, uh, Caitlin's here because on New Year's Day, the spirit moved me to go to go to Hippie Hill, where I first went in 1967. And that hippie hills is still happening. And I went, it was a beautiful drum circle. And there I met Caitlin. And Caitlin, they had a vision which brought her there. So talk, tell us a bit about your vision, Caitlin, that brought you to Hippie Hill. Well, I think with the 50th anniversary of the Summer of Love um, in 2017, I was seeing a lot of like books all of a sudden all around and like posters and museums and spaces that were reflecting this this summer of love and I've really like gotten a lot into the music of this this time like that time and I was just like wow like this is a time that had so much enlightenment like people just understood so much about the world and so much about like what could be good what is good and what is like peace and what is like just harmony like the music of the spheres like everything and it made me crazy that I felt like our, our world has gone so far away from that. And I grew up in the inner sense that I grew up like my, the hippie hill in my backyard. So I'm just, I really feel like I have, I've had, I've, I've seen what this energy is and I felt it. I felt it in me and I felt like wanting to, wanting to see what this kind of reemergence of like gathering of like people really gathering at hippie hill could be like in this in this generation with with the the 
you know, uh, I'm meeting of the people that are there because there are people that are there every Sunday that have been there for years and years and years every Sunday. And I was and, there 50 years ago. Yeah. So what the heck? So, Go ahead. So it's such, a, it's such a magical space that really brings people together in a way that, like, I have not seen around the Bay Area at all. Like, the drum circle and... I mean, I just cannot imagine the movement. And now today, people are there to smoke, and that's great. But they're not doing it together, you know. They're not. They're not like. And so I just, I really want to imagine like a space where people, on Hippie Hill, where people like are just coming together for really any reason. You know, they don't have to drum. They don't have to dance. They don't have to sing in the drum circle. They can want to read. They can want to make art. They can want to just hang out. They can want to eat. Like. So. That was a, a long rambling, but like that's kind of the vision. It's the past into the present and like how we can use the present to influence the future in this space that has been so And what I caught important. was that your vision, which you're here to share, is that to establish a space where we'd come. They might bring a book, they might bring this one, like I'd bring this one, and you're with Hafiz to share, or bring ideas to share, mm -hmm. and to come together like on a weekly basis like on a Sunday, which is a happening day at Hippie mm -hmm. Hill, to find one another. Maybe you built, a, you, 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 did, you designed a banner, is that right? Yeah, yeah, a we banner. just a little All Are Welcome, but it's beautiful. A, 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 and All Are Welcome, a banner, and you brought a bunch of books, poetry, and uh, books of ideas, you brought a whole armload of books with you that people could pick up and read from and share, plus yeah. whatever they might happen to have to bring. Is that right so far? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So buy on people, and this is exactly what we're doing here on between three and six every Friday here on the Common Thread Collective, the name of the show. We cast a wide net and we find the common thread. And this is pretty much what you were about, I noticed. I picked that up and I discovered you supposedly by accident, but I know there are no accidents. When I came to Hippie Hill, and now here you are, welcome to the Common Thread Collective Show. I'm so grateful to be here. The Common Thread is so important. I was thinking a lot last year about, like, what if they like, how could we redesign social media? Like, I'm going to call it redesign, Common Ground, yeah. you know? And so, like, this kind of, like, Common Thread, Common Ground, Common, like, space has been really, like, resonant for me this past year. And the four lines really that came to me. To be here. Well, these were, uh, and I've said it before again and again to let people know, but they all because they hear it again. Cast a wide net. Yes. Find the common thread. Yes. Let life flourish. And then don't panic, just keep it organic. <laughs> so that's what we're about guy here. Awesome. So welcome. So uh, the plans are, as they are, is to be there Sunday. Today's Friday in a couple of days. To be there at Hippie Hill. And uh, to uh, come to Hippie Hill and find one another. Yes. And of course, being a uh, relic of Food Not Bombs, they were serving yesterday, we were serving yesterday, and Food Not Bombs, it's always a good thing to bring some food as well. So we can save food for the body, mind, and spirit. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's an addition, which will happen, and that uh, people will say, what, oh, what's, uh, what's being served? Sit it right down, get in the loop, and have some soup. No time to frown, it's time to chow down. Food Not Bombs is a key, and the food we have is always free. So that's part of it too, uh, Caitlin. So yeah, welcome. beautiful. Uh, welcome, and today's the first day of the rest of our life. I'm 80 years old, and you're? 20 years old. And you're 20, so look, at it, there's 60 years between us, but we have that common thread. Caitlin, yes, I um, love you, sister. 
Love and you. Val. I'm you really happy Val? that you found the connection with Dave and could come down and uh, jump into this mix. Um, Ooh, as and gratitude. Do. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, the Hippie Hill is a really special place. Um, oh, every time I go there, I'm just like, I feel home. And... Uh, and and what we what uh, what we can do back then that we couldn't do that what we could do then that we could do back then is add this what they call the social media here, which includes places like Mutiny Radio, and uh, we're here by the way. Let's say it before I forget. We're here thanks to Organic Valley Co-op, our what underwriters, our what? Yeah, they they the Organic Valley family of farms help underwrite the Common Thread Collective and so does Dr. Bronner's Dr. Bronner who's our new well. our new sponsor as of this year um, so no we're really way. really excited That's so cool to to have them um, all of those good people behind those uh, those organizations those companies those co-ops on board uh, so that we can continue to uh, bring bring voices to the for, you know to the to each other and, and connect and put out these ideas like Caitlin's here about let's utilize and imagine utilizing the space at Hippie Hill to gather on Sundays again and, and kind of revitalize uh, a circle of, of happening um, and, and all sorts of things. Um, so we're, we're, we're so pleased to be here at Mutiny Radio at our community radio station and to have the support of uh, Organic Valley and Dr. Bronner's. And it's if the really, really climate and uh, uh, inclimate, 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 is that what you say? On Sunday, maybe we can take it to the uh, cafe or something. Yeah, yeah, there's coffee there's with the people. Places. Oh, yes. Coffee with the people and uh, make a, a little spot. circle. I, used to, I did an open mic there for a long time. Mm. I'd been doing an open mic at the, in fact, I got, uh, I got a, uh, a subsidy, is that the word? A subsidy. Stipend? From, stipend. Thank you. From the Friends of the Library to come every week and do an open mic at the, at the library. And for a while, the, the library was closed for repairs. And we took it to um, Coffee with the People and made a circle of chairs, a circle there. And we took it there and we're there for some weeks. So we have an, if it gets to it, climb at a hippie hill, we can move it to Coffee with the People. That sounds perfect. And don't uh, don't we'll have a we'll have a little uh, a little uh, a little money in our budget. So if you can't afford a coffee, somebody can. And so nobody can, goes away empty-handed. Food for the body, mind, and spirit, with a good coffee to boot. Absolutely. And what did you say the the lyric from the Steve Earle song? Oh, the, uh, if everybody brings what they have to bring, no nobody goes, goes without. without. In fact, maybe we can play it. It's called The Revolution Starts Now by Steve Earle. Yeah, can we'll we, do that? we can find that song yeah, for find sure. It, see, we can, so so were you thinking about this this Sunday? Um, this Sunday. Starting yeah. this Sunday? What what time were you thinking about getting out there? Um, afternoon time? Yeah, afternoon time. I'm really, really bad at the time dimension, you know? So I really Understood. Like, <laughs> I don't like saying set times because then I like really like feel awful about being late. Like it's like this well, pit around, in my let's, gut. Let's like, say around two. You know, so... Get there when you get there. You can hang out alone for a little bit. Yeah, Maybe course. you're supposed to get there and like you know meditate, like chill, like meet another person, and like I'll I'll be there. You know I'll be there on Sunday. Like if we like, we you know I have a tent and a sign, and you know every week there'll be more things that are like this is what is this is how you can see the track like that this People is happening. People bring what they have to bring. It'll be a natural yeah. connection. Yeah. And I make that connection, so I'll be there around two. 
Awesome. Rainbow time, as we say. And we bring the whole spirit of the Rainbow family, and we put it out there that if you're in San Francisco, if you want to find us, drop by Hippie Hill on a Sunday, because there we be. Mm-hmm. When the sun's out, you know, when the yeah. sun's out, we'll be there. We'll... Yeah. Well, when the sun's out, if the sun's not if the sun's not out, we'll take it to the cafe. True. Yes. Perfect. And t- hey, tell us a bit about yourself, Caitlin. About myself. Uh, what got you to there? You're 20 years old, and uh, tell us a bit what got you from there to here, so to speak. From there, as in where? Where's there? Well, where did you go to? Did you go to school somewhere? You went to school somewhere. Ah, uh, yes. Year. So I'm going to. I'm at. I was. I'm all over the place right now. I was at school um, at Hampshire College. Hampshire. I'm technically still enrolled there right now. Um, but at the beginning of this, or at last August, at the end of August, right before I was about to go back to school, I had a brain injury, which kept me in San Francisco and kind of just, like, brought me back into the city and, like, into what's going on in the city and got me in, like, a really, like, strange job and um, kind of... I've just been a little bit like lost, but also a lot of thoughts have just been like going and like at school I study um, I study movement and the politics of statelessness, migration and the politics of statelessness. And oh wow! So I was studying abroad in Europe last semester. I was in Paris um, at Sciences Po because oh, cool. my yeah. yeah. My uh, professor had recommended seeing the refugee crisis from the European perspective because it's often um, labeled the European refugee crisis and it's not Europe's crisis. People are in much deeper crises than what Europe's in Europe's crisis is basically like, we're all selfish, what do we do? Like, not 